the whole few days of us having everyone together as as a whole was so special, something I will cherish forever. And I also really liked doing it that way because that meant for our wedding day, we weren't just like trying to make the rounds and like talk to everyone and make small talk and welcome everyone and blah, blah, blah. Like, first of all, we had a very small group. Second of all, we had already done that. We'd already said hi to everyone. Everyone already knew each other, was having a great time. And so then all that was left for us to like have fun, get married, drink, dance, do all the things. And it was so special. Welcome to Make Bank with Marie Wold. I'm Marie, and for the last decade, I've been helping women set and hit unrealistic goals while building their definition of a rich life. This podcast is your ultimate destination for unfiltered discussions about personal development, entrepreneurship, wellness, confidence, wealth building, relationships, and so much more. We're creating our dream lives together, and I'm so glad you're here. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey, hi, hello. Welcome to the wedding episode. I don't know exactly what I'm going to call it, but the vision, the vibe for this episode is like a mix between a FaceTime friends catch up call mixed with some actionable takeaways and advice for anyone who is a bride in the coming months or years mixed with some life lessons (laughs) and actionable takeaways because there's always a lesson. And of course, there was plenty of things that we like loved and would recommend and then other things that we maybe would do differently or just have some thoughts on. So I'm excited to dive in and there's a lot to talk about. So I'm going to try to keep this as concise as I can. But if you have any specific more questions or want to pick my brain on anything, you're always welcome to chat me up on Instagram. And I've also made several different wedding posts and stuff. So don't be a stranger. But to give you some context on like before the wedding, how did we even get here? Like rewind the tape. (laughs) Me and Andrew have been together for over 10 years and that is not including the year and a half that we were broken up when I went to college. And so we go way, way back. We've been together for so long. We've been through so many different life stages and us getting married was a very long time coming. We also got engaged in September of 2019. So we were engaged for like three and a half years before we actually got married and we got engaged in Positano, Italy. It was amazing. We were hiking the path of the gods. It was like the most beautiful thing I've ever seen and very just us, very like casual, very to the point, (laughs) very, very us. And it was beautiful. And ever since our kind of trip to Italy in 2019, we always wanted to go back. And we also wanted to show all of our friends and family one of our favorite places. And so our vision for our wedding was always to bring a small group of friends and family, like our closest friends and family to Italy and have a villa to ourselves and like really make it an experience. But as you probably remember in 2020, when the vid started going crazy, Italy was one of the first countries in the Western world to really like lockdown and not let anybody in. They had really, really strict like travel restrictions. And even for the citizens, it was extremely strict. And so we kind of started feeling like, well, we just don't really know like when this is going to lift or when this is going to change. So we're kind of just in this like holding pattern. 
and we want to get married. So maybe we should just plan a Texas wedding. And so we started planning a wedding in Fredericksburg, Texas, which is like the hill country, maybe like an hour and a half outside of Austin. We're like, we can maybe just bring some of the elements that we loved about the Italy vision into Texas. And we, so we found a really cool venue actually. And we booked a venue, signed a contract, booked a photographer, (laughs) did all of these things. And as it started getting more real where we had to make more commitments with caterers and photographer, or I mean other vendors and florists and planners and stuff like that, we both kind of were like, just dragging our feet and eventually we admitted to ourselves and each other that we didn't want this because it ended up turning into this really big wedding and a huge group and a huge production and with the more people you invite the more like opinions and drama there is and blah 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 so eventually we came to terms with the fact that we didn't want plan b (laughs) we wanted plan a we canceled the texas wedding luckily we weren't out too too much in terms of like deposits and contracts and things like that because we had been again resisting that plan hardcore and so we didn't have too much locked in and so we pivoted And we went back to plan A, and that's going to be a theme later on too of just committing fully to plan A. We went back to plan A and started planning our Italy wedding. I have a previous episode about how I handled wedding planning and how I approached wedding planning and how I thought about it like a CEO, if you will. So I will link that in the episode description, and I'm not going to talk too much about the planning process, more so just the wedding itself, but we ended up planning our wedding for this past May. We got married on May 10th. And so the kind of recap of the trip intermixed with advice, thoughts, takeaways, lessons, we Flew from Austin, took a direct flight from Austin to Frankfurt and then Frankfurt to Rome. And then it's about a two-hour drive from Rome to get to where our venue was in Tuscany. And so we left May 5th, landed May 6th, and then had a couple days in Rome. Also, if you've heard me talk about traveling before, if you've like followed along for any of my trips, I do really prefer to fly business class for like long haul international flights. I almost always am able to cover them with credit card points, which is amazing. Like I don't think I've ever paid exclusively out of pocket for business class flights and I haven't paid full price for flights in like years because I put every business expense on my business credit card and I have if you're curious, the Chase Sapphire Inc. card, and you get more points on travel. It's easy to redeem it for travel, blah, blah, blah. So we flew overnight business class, which means you get the lie flat seats, which is so nice because then you arrive rested, at least a lot more rested than you would and well-fed. They give you so much food. (laughs) And so we arrive in Rome and we stayed at a really actually just phenomenally bougie hotel in Rome and if you say any sort of nice hotel they will help you arrange for airport transfers and things like that so we had a driver pick us up at the airport we go to our hotel we stayed at this hotel which ended up being I found out later one of the most anticipated luxury hotel openings of 2023 I did not know that when I booked it I knew it looked really cool and I knew that it was brand new but I didn't know that it was like news (laughs) that this hotel was opening and legit I'm telling you it was new new when I booked it I kind of hoped for the best because there weren't even like hardly any reviews yet the room pictures quote-unquote were like AI 
renderings of what the room was going to look like. And they did look very accurate to the renderings or the design renderings, whatever. But I kind of like took a chance on this hotel because it looked so cool. And the hotel, by the way, is called Six Senses. And Six Senses is like a chain around the world. They have 23 different hotels in all like super luxurious, cool locations. But the specific reason why I wanted to stay at this one in Rome is because of the spa. And our whole intention of the Rome leg of our trip, we were in Rome for two nights, was to decompress, acclimate to the time zone, rest up, and really just settle in to the vibe of the trip, which was like fun, relaxed, chill, We really had no itinerary. We had already been to Rome once before and kind of knocked out like all the tourist stuff, all the history stuff. And so we just wanted this trip to be super chilled and we had no kind of real plans. Like we just wanted to go and chill and use the spa and hang out and get to our venue rested because both Andrew and I had like really intense work sprints preparing for the trip. I essentially took 12 days, the 12 days that we were gone completely out of office. So there was a lot of stuff that I had to do just to make sure we were all prepped for that, that my clients were all taken care of, not to mention the packing, the final touches on the wedding planning, just making sure everything's booked, cleaning the house, dropping the dogs off, blah, 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 blah. So much stuff before we left. And so when I tell you I was working down to the wire until literally the plane wheels were lifting off of the ground, like I was still sending messages in Slack to my team. So by the time we got to Rome, I was fully ready to drop in to the relaxation and like celebratory vibes and it delivered. And so it felt honestly super worth it to splurge on this amazing hotel. And personally, I really like spending money and splurging on experiences, especially things that feel super abundant and relaxing and just expansive. Like to me, that has an ROI in and of itself because it just helps you feel so expanded and puts you on like a different a different wavelength, a different level. And even if it's for just a night or two, I think it's a great exercise of like expandedness and being around people where dropping that much money on a hotel room is like completely normal. And so I loved it. It was worth every penny. And some of the kind of bougie touches, I'm going to get to the spa because the spa is the piece de resistance. Like the spa is chef's kiss immaculate. And that was like really what drew me to the hotel. But really when you stay at a luxury hotel, it's the little touches that really add up. For example, so we had our driver pick us up from the airport. And then when we were on our way, it's like a 20 minute drive. When we're on our way, the driver calls the hotel and the hotel talks to us over like the car loudspeaker, which is such a small thing, but I've never had a hotel do this before where they like greeted us. Hello, Mr. and Mrs. Shows. I'm so excited to, you know, welcome you to Six Senses Rome. Your room is ready for you. We are at your disposal if you need anything, blah, blah, blah. Just like welcoming us before we even get there. Like as, as soon as they possibly can get a hold of us, they're welcoming us in the car ride. And then when we get to the hotel, they greet us by name. They take our bags. They have this like ritual. Six Senses is very about like wellness and holistic health and presence and 
relaxation, blah, blah, blah. And so they have this ritual, I think at all the hotels where you set an intention for your stay by choosing which of the six senses you want to tap into. The The sixth sense is intuition. And so they have you like ring the corresponding bell and they're like these really cool old looking bells. And I ring the intuition bell and Andrew's like, of course you would, ha ha ha, which, you know, like that is pretty predictable for me, but he rings the smell scent or smells sense bell like what who does that who picks smell <laughs> who picks smell and the, even the concierge is like well okay then so andrew rings the bell blah, blah blah they take us up to our room waiting in our room is a bottle of chilled prosecco a bunch of snacks like they have like the crunchy breadsticks and some sun-dried tomatoes and olives and chocolate covered almonds and like a freshly baked like fruit tart and scented water and blah 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 just like very extra they give us a tour of our room which it was it was like a normal sized hotel room everything was to the nines very luxurious and beautiful but like still they gave us a tour (laughs) despite this not being like any sort of suite or penthouse or anything super special. Like we booked, I think their standard room and they still gave us, you know, kind of the VIP treatment. So the hotel was amazing is what I'm trying to say. And the big draw, the reason why I was super excited to book in at this hotel was they had like the modern version of a Roman bathhouse. And I know that sounds basic, but the way that they did it (laughs) was so extra, so extraordinary, so luxurious, and we were obsessed. So they take us down to the spa. It's included with your stay. They take us down to the spa and give us a tour of like how to use the baths. And I have some videos and pictures of it on my Instagram if you want to see like a visual representation. But they take us down there and they give us a tour of like how to use the bathhouse. And I'm not kidding when I say it's like a 10 step process. So I won't walk you through every step, but it's a series of like a cool shower and then a warm sauna and then a hot sauna and then a steam room and then a cold pool and blah, 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 blah. Like there's all of these different things and they all serve a different purpose and you alternate like hot and cold and cool and warm and blah, blah, blah. And the shower has like fresh mint scent and there's an ice chip fountain and it's just so (laughs) over the top. And it was also cool to like meet the other people that were traveling there. That's also a huge perk of being in like business class lounges or staying at nice hotels or sitting at like expensive rooftops, things like that. Like we met so many really cool people just by being in like luxurious, expensive places. And it's always great for networking, just expanding your mind and just like collecting all these different ways that you can be wealthy and successful and well-connected. So that definitely happened also in the spa as well. And that was amazing. Like we went there the night before we left and we were obsessed. So we woke up super early the next morning to like fit in another spa session before we went to our hotel venue or I mean our wedding venue in Tuscany. And so we take a two hour drive to our venue and I have all my vendors like tagged in my Instagram posts about the wedding, but our venue is called La Pescaya Resort. And it is this really historic family, like passed down generation to generation 
It has connections to the Ptolemy family, if you're familiar with Italian history and kind of all of the different families that have held power over the years, but very cool history behind the venue. And the coolest part was that we had the whole thing to ourselves. So it was literally just us and our guests and the staff. We had the restaurant, the bar, the grounds, the swimming pool, the walking paths, the bocce court, like the entire venue was ours. And that was probably the biggest like splurge of our wedding was having this entire venue rented out for just our people. But that made it so, so special. And I kind of did like surveys with everyone at the end as we were getting ready to check out, just asking like, you know, what were your favorite parts? What did you enjoy the most? Like, what are the memories you're going to keep? Blah, blah, blah. And pretty much every single person said having multiple days in this place all to ourselves was just magical. And again, I have like pictures and videos and stuff on my Instagram, but like there's no photo or video that could do it justice because it just felt like magic. Like you can't capture the way the sun looks in the morning, like coming through the trees. You can't capture the way the birds sound singing after the rain. You can't capture the smell of the grass. And like you just you can't capture it in a photo or a video, but it was just amazing. And the vibe was like the most bougie, fun, chill, private Tuscan summer camp for our closest friends and family. And that's something that if you can pull it off, even it doesn't need to be in Tuscany. It doesn't need to be in Italy. It doesn't need to be like this extra, but if you can have like a multi-day wedding experience and you want a smaller wedding, I 11 out of 10 recommend it because it was so amazing to have everyone in one place, like people who wouldn't normally all gather together because they're from like different sides of the family or just wouldn't be doing the same things with you in the same place, hanging out together. Everyone got along so well, which was amazing. And we just had so much fun on all of the days outside of the wedding day too. Like the wedding day was awesome. But it was the entire experience that was super fun and memorable too. The wedding was just like part of the whole thing. And of course, it was like a big ask to ask people to come all the way to Italy. But we just knew the people that made it happen and the people that were going to go were going to be so glad that we gave them the excuse to go. And everyone pretty much turned it into a bigger, longer trip, whether they extended before or after or both. And they were like, in the end, very grateful to have that kind of excuse to make it happen and pull the trip off. So I think people are really glad. Of course, having a destination wedding makes it so it's not easy for everyone to come or not everyone can afford to come. And that was honestly okay with us. We never wanted a big wedding. And there were some people that we definitely missed their presence, but we ended up having a group of 16 guests plus us. So it was really just like close family and a couple friends. And it ended up being amazing. And there was a time where I was feeling bummed because there were some people that I really was excited to have and was like kind of counting on being there who couldn't make it happen. And that was kind of like a process to like grieve and adjust the vision of what I thought it was going to be but it ended up being just the perfect group and so some of my 
best advice for any other brides planning a wedding is just trust that it's going to work out and don't stress out about exactly who's going to be there or exactly how everything is going to come together because the people that are meant to be there are going to be there no matter who shows up it's still going to be like one of the best days of your life no matter how exactly it all comes together it's going to be your day and it's going to be amazing. And people told me that when I was upset about who wasn't coming. Like people did tell me, you know, it's still going to be amazing either way. And I didn't fully receive it at the time, but it really is true. And now I can't imagine it like unfolding any other way because it was so beautiful and perfect. So like I said, we had the venue all to ourselves for four nights and four days. Everyone kind of trickled in the night that we checked in. And then the following day, everyone kind of hung out, took it easy. We had a planned welcome dinner the first full night. And we had a handmade pizza party and we had like Aperol spritz and a Hugo spritz station and a few different types of pizza and delicious salads that were all made fresh in their kitchens and stuff with we had like herb pots and flowers on the tables from their gardens it was so cute and like bougie casual it was just such a nice way to bring everyone together let people mingle introduce everyone we had the parents do some welcome speeches and those were really cute they told stories about me and Andrew and like what we were like as kids and funny stories of our relationship and stuff like that and it was very wholesome very cute we ended up drinking a lot of wine hanging out And what we did basically every night of the trip minus the wedding night was we would have like card games and sing-alongs. They had a piano and Andrew plays a piano. Paul plays the piano and sings. Paul is Sabrina's husband. If you don't know who Sabrina is, Sabrina is my business coach turned best friend. Paul is her husband. My cousins are musical too. So like everyone was singing together. I can't sing, but I watched (laughs) and I sang under my breath. But we had like wine-induced sing-alongs and really competitive card games and stuff at night. And it was just so fun. And everyone got along and it was just like really special to have all of our favorite people together and it ended up working out because we had a lot of we had like half and half of people our age like 20s and 30s and then people kind of like my parents age and we all kind of hung out in the associated (laughs) demographic and that worked out really well not in like a clicky way but that's just kind of where people kind of ended up mingling and settling and so those nights playing cards and like singing and playing the piano and stuff like that are some of my most cherished memories of the whole trip not even like related to the wedding and if you don't know the card game nerds you need to look it up because that is our family's favorite card game it is like competitive group solitaire and it is so fun it is it it gets really fast paced if you have a lot of people and it requires skill, strategy, speed. It can get very cutthroat. There's always yelling <laughs> and it's it's super fun. We also love the game Oh Hell as like a more casual drinking and chilling and like intermingling conversation type of game. So Google both of those if you like card games. 
So that was really like the first full day. We really just hung out, played bocce. They had a bocce court and those tournaments got pretty intense. The bar was open all day for like Aperol spritzes and coffees and breakfast was included. So they would have kind of a breakfast spread of like fresh baked pastries and meats and cheeses and they could make you eggs and bacon and cappuccinos and stuff like that. So it was just very cool to have everyone just feel super taken care of and made it really easy for everyone to stay together and mingle. No one had to worry about like, where are we going for breakfast? What are we doing? Like everything was right there. So that was the first full day. The second full day was our wedding day. And then the third full day was our recovery day where everyone kind of honestly just like rolled out of bed, laid by the pool, played more bocce, hung out. We went for a walk. Like it was just very low key, relaxed dinner at the, at the venue and more cards and wine and stuff like that that night. But the wedding day was so special. However, the day before the wedding day, my planners did come up to me and be like, Marie, the weather is not looking good tomorrow. And we had been watching the forecast, watching the chance of rain go up every day. We got closer And I just kept being like holding out the hope that the weather would change and that it would turn around and be this perfect sunny day. But they came to me and they're like, Marie, the lighting people are here. They're setting up for your dinner and we have to make a decision because the weather does not look good for tomorrow. And basically for the dinner, like if it was going to be raining, we could not set up outside because we had to well we could but we wouldn't have been able to use thousands of dollars worth of lights that we rented and it would have been muddy and blah 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 so we went through all these different options of plan a for dinner plan b for dinner plan a for the ceremony plan b for the ceremony and if you change this plan here then this affects all of these other things and there were like 37 million different variables happening and options being presented and I was very overwhelmed and also just like honestly very distraught about having to go to plan b for anything especially thinking about switching our ceremony to being inside was just like kind of heartbreaking and I know that sounds dramatic but it was just something that I had been envisioning for so long and I had gotten so committed to like what it was going to look like and how the flowers were going to be and getting the beautiful like Tuscan buildings and all this stuff in the photos like I was very deeply committed (laughs) to the vision of our ceremony especially moving the dinner inside was something that we had to make 24 hours in advance and was less of a big deal to me so I'm like okay whatever we move the dinner inside but I really hope to God that it's not raining tomorrow when we wake up because if it's raining tomorrow, then we probably have to have the ceremony inside. And the plan B ceremony was like not that bad. Like I know that a lot of venues either don't have a plan B or the plan B is terrible. The plan B was still pretty and still would have been really cool and intimate, but it was just not plan A. Like it was just not what I wanted. So we woke up on the wedding day And what do you know, it had been raining like all night and was still raining and was overcast. And we have to start getting ready around like noonish. Our ceremony starts at like 5.15 and pretty much all until hair and makeup is starting, it's raining, 
sprinkling, drizzling off and on. Sometimes it's not raining, but it's not sunny. And the ground is like super wet. (laughs) It's just, it's very wet. And I spend the morning honestly really upset, just not crying, but just like kind of dead inside (laughs) where I'm like, this is so fucked up. I want my ceremony outside. I want my dream wedding. I'm only doing this once. Like I want it the way that I want it. And my planners are trying to like be positive and trying to, you know, tell me that no matter what, it's going to be beautiful and amazing. I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. But like, it's not what I want. And so we come up with a plan that, okay, well, since the radar is showing that there will be some pockets where it's not going to be raining around the time of your ceremony, we can set up the flowers and all the stuff outside and hope that there's a window of opportunity around the time that we have your ceremony planned. I'm like, yes, let's do that. Like, let's prepare for plan A and worst case scenario, we can move everything inside within like a 30 minute notice. So we set up to go outside And as I'm getting my hair and makeup done, as I had like my mom's hair and makeup done, Andrew's mom's hair and makeup done, like I paid for some people to also hang out and get ready with me. And as we're doing that, it's just still raining (laughs) and I'm sitting there just kind of, again, dead inside. I don't want to admit to myself that we're going to have to change to plan B and get married inside. And I wish that I would have known how it was going to work out because then I think I could have enjoyed the morning and the day of more like the getting ready part more because that's supposed to be like such a vibe and fun and just like girl time and blah blah but I was just like sad (laughs) for most of the morning and as we're getting ready everything's kind of wrapping up it's all chill until it's not like we have so much time we're ahead of schedule until all of a sudden like we are behind schedule and we need to hurry up and I need to get my dress on and I had like four different like undergarment options that I should have tested beforehand but I didn't so I'm like putting on one pair of underwear and then taking them off and then putting like really sheer tights on because my dress had a slit so I didn't know if I wanted that but then you could see the seam like I'm just like freaking out internally trying to figure out like even what my undergarment situation is amongst all the other things and As we're finalizing my look, my mom's zipping up my dress, we're getting photos and videos, which we had like basically a whole paparazzi of documentation happening. The sun starts peeking out, like barely, just barely the sun starts peeking out and the rain stops. And I'm like, oh my God, can we go? Can can we go get married right now? Like, can we have a ceremony right this instant? And they're like, well, the chairs aren't out yet because we wanted to keep them dry. So no, but go do your first look, go like take some photos and videos with Andrew for your first look. And then we'll have a ceremony right after and we'll take advantage of this break because the radar looks good. So like miraculously, the rain has stopped right in time for our ceremony. And by the way, in in addition to doing a first look with Andrew, I also did like a first look with my dad. And at this point, the first look with my dad, we hadn't fully committed one way or another to what the ceremony spot was going to be. Like that was my last chance. My planners came to me and were like, Marie, we cannot recommend that you 
have your ceremony outside. Like we in good conscience cannot be responsible for telling you to have your ceremony outside when it's been raining off and on all day. Like the ground is very wet. Your dress is going to get muddy, blah, blah, blah. Like we can't recommend it, but if you choose it, like we will back you and we'll make the best of it. And I was like, okay, I need to like talk to my dad. I want to talk to him and see what he thinks. And also I had them like go talk to Andrew and see what he thinks. And my dad said the best advice. He was like, Marie, you haven't gotten this far in life. You haven't accomplished all the things that you have by going for plan B. So I say, fuck it. (laughs) That's really what he said. And I was like, you know what? He's right. Like my intuition is telling me plan A. My gut is telling me plan A. Like saying plan B out loud feels so wrong. Like it just feels like a full body no we're going with plan A. And so I like turn around to my planner. I'm like, we're doing plan A. My dad says, fuck it. So we're going to do it. (laughs) And at that point we committed and my photographer got a really funny picture because I like held up like a rock on sign. I was like, my dad says, fuck it. So we're going to do it. And so I'm excited to get that picture back. But anyway, that's the story of how we committed to getting married outside. And so we committed. We committed to plan A and there was, at that point, there's no changing your mind. Like if it's raining, then we get married in the rain because we couldn't move things at that point. Like it would be too late to pivot. And so we just fully, fully went for it, full send. So me and Andrew then do our first look. It's amazing. The sun is starting to come out. All the photographers and videographers are freaking out over the light because like it's so filtered and beautiful and it's starting to like soften in the afternoon light. Like it's just such amazing light. And like I said, we felt like we were kind of in a paparazzi situation because we had a first shooter, Ashley, a second shooter, Luca, both doing photos. Ashley had, I think, two digital cameras and three film cameras. So she's literally carrying like 30 pounds of cameras. And then we also have a lead videographer and an assistant videographer. So we have like up to four people just around us (laughs) this whole time during our first look. And that was really special and we really recommend doing a first look because it made me so much less nervous for the ceremony and just gave us kind of some time to be together and be excited and relax and get some really good shots in. We also didn't know again if it was going to start raining again. So we wanted to make sure we got some good portraits together, that sort of thing. The vibe for our photos and videos is very much like documentary editorial vibes you'll see on my Instagram what I mean by that but I definitely that was something that I splurged on and don't regret one bit as I splurged on our photographer I splurged on our videography because those are really the only things you get to keep other than your memories obviously from the day and I wanted it all documented and I wanted it all documented beautifully and I wanted the photos and videos to make you feel something so that's why we chose more like editorial kind of candid styles so we did plenty of like kind of posed editorial vibey photos but also just documenting everyone's time and all the details and the candid moments and all that so it was a really great mix and that was something that we splurged on that was our first look again and oh I forgot to say during the wedding or sorry the welcome dinner the night before I also had my photographer do an additional hour of coverage just to get some photos of that set up and the the toast and people meeting and all of that. And 
This wasn't the only reason by any means that we got the venue that we did, but like it was a plus. They have horses on the property. And if you don't know, I am a huge horse girl. It was not a phase. And I have a horse at home. I ride like five days a week. I'm very much a horse girl and they have horses on the property. So we went and like took pictures with the ponies in our welcome dinner outfits and stuff. And that was really cute. And I'm excited to get those back. But anyway, back to the story. Can you tell there's just like a lot to include? My, my brain is a pinball machine right now. But we go back from our first look and we get ready for the ceremony. We're like rushing everyone to sit down because the rain has stopped. Like miraculously for the first time all day, the skies are clearing a little bit. Like the sun is starting to peek through and we're like, oh my God, everyone needs to sit down immediately. We need to start now. <laughs> and so we're getting ready and Andrew is, you know, sends on the aisle with his parents. For both of us, we both had both of our parents walk us down the aisle and that was really special. So I would recommend that too. We did buttonholes for Andrew and the dads and then I had my bridal bouquet and then I also had the moms both carry a single peony and peonies are special for me and my mom so there's a meaning there. So I had them carry peonies. I had the guys just have buttonholes and then my big bouquet. Again, you can see pictures and like color scheme and all of that on my Instagram but our color scheme was a lot of like white and off-white and like neutrals but pops of spring color and we actually did go quite colorful which probably no one would have guessed (laughs) based on like my branding and my wardrobe like I'm quite a neutral person day to day but I just felt like for a spring wedding I really wanted it to feel light and fun and happy so we had a lot of still like white and cream flowers with little pops of like pinks and peaches and yellows and some blues so you can see again on instagram but the flowers ended up just being stunning stunning and i won't even attempt to like do them justice just talking about them but we had kind of almost like a deconstructed arch over this old wooden door is what we got married in front of and then in the back of our aisle and we had a very small like aisle and chairs because obviously we didn't have a lot of people but the back of the aisle had kind of like a field of flowers kind of vibe behind it and it was really pretty but i did keep my bouquet just white cream and like a little tiny bit of like blush nude just to bring it tie it into the rest of our flowers so I kept my bouquet really classic really timeless had some trailing orchids down it so so pretty and then went a little bit more colorful with like our arch that field of flower kind of vibe and then our dinner table and stuff and we ended up having blue be a little bit of like a common theme throughout things like we had blue linen napkins the pop of blue flowers my ring and my earrings were sapphire, things like that. So that was ended up being the ceremony setup. And so we're walking down. We have a harp and a cello as our live music playing during the ceremony. And that was a great call. We're really glad that we did that route and went with that vibe for our ceremony music because it was very like beautiful, classy, but also not too over the top, not too much like distraction. Andrew's parents are professional violinists. So we knew that we needed to have high standards for the music. And we also knew we didn't want violinists because honestly, the odds of them being as good or better than Andrew's parents were like very low (laughs) and they know good music. They know good violin. So 
intimately that we just took that off the table. So we had a harp and a cello. It was the perfect combo, the perfect vibe. Walking down the aisle, Andrew walked down to Hallelujah, which is by Leonard Cohen, but popularized by Shrek. (laughs) At least that was the first movie that I saw or the first time I like really noticed that song. And it was just such a good way to open the ceremony. People started crying, I think, at that point, like already, because it's like, finally, we're getting married, hallelujah, kind of thing. And then I walked down the aisle to Video Games by Lana Del Rey. And I picked that song because the summer that Andrew and I met, we spent the whole summer hanging out. We played cribbage. We always love love a card game. We played cribbage and listened to Lana Del Rey, like the whole summer. And so that album... I guess first called Paradise, then called the Born to Die album once it got extended. That was like the album of the summer that we met and like when we first fell in love. And so we timed it so that when I'm like getting to the aisle, it gets to the part where it's like, it's you, it's you, it's all for you. Heaven is a place where when I'm with you, like that was the lyrics equivalent that I walked down the aisle to. And that was really special. And people definitely started crying (laughs) at that point. And it was just really beautiful. And we kept our vows very short. Our ceremony was 15 minutes tops. And that included like our celebrant saying something. That included my cousin, who's like an older sister to me, doing a reading. And then we wrote our own vows, which was really special. And something that I'll just like always cherish was the way that Andrew could hardly even like start his vows like his his chin was quivering and he was like all choked up could hardly get out the words and more than specifically what he said which his vows were beautiful was just like how much it meant to him and how emotional he was getting just saying his vows and like saying the words that were on his heart and his vows were really really special and just amazing like he he killed it with the vows and I said my vows and then we exchanged rings everyone was really happy and crying (laughs) and then our recessional song when you're like walking back down the aisle was married life from up so the theme from up that's like that was our recessional and everyone threw like dried flower petals and it was really cute so that was our whole ceremony and then after that we did a frenzy of photos and videos while our guests were at a cocktail hour and the cocktail hour had all these like finger foods and snacks and drinks and stuff. And then we had dinner. Dinner was a multi-course, really good dinner. Our caterer honestly nailed it. And I think people's favorite things that we had served were ravioli or was it it was tortelli excuse me it was tortelli with like a sun-dried tomato cream sauce. We also had like a steak course. We had a mushroom risotto course. We had... I think, was that everything? We had like a a bread course to start too. So I want to say it was either three or four courses with wine pairings. That was amazing. And I made all of our playlists for the wedding dinner. I also made our playlist for the welcome dinner. And it was such a vibe. Got lots of compliments on the playlist, which as 
a vibe curator, (laughs) self-proclaimed. That is something that I really take pride in is my ability to set a vibe and hold a vibe. And so in combination with, of course, our wedding planners and our florists and everyone else making it beautiful, it was a vibe. It was a certified vibe. We nailed the vibe. Everyone loved it. Everyone had such a good time. And then once we were finished up with dinner, we went downstairs to the kind of dance reception space. And our caterers actually built the cake in front of us, like assembled it in front of us. And we opted out of like a American wedding cake. We did the traditional Italian wedding cake, which is called Mille Foglier. I'm sure I butchered the pronunciation, but it roughly translates to like thousand layers. And so it's layers of puff pastry, like flaky puff pastry with pastry cream. And then it's topped with more pastry cream and fresh berries and powdered sugar If you want to Google it, it's really delicious. I only got one bite of it, but it was really good. And it was fun because they called me and Andrew up to like frost it or use like the the pastry cream bag and like do the little dollops. And I like drew a heart in the middle and stuff. And so that got really cute photos and it was cool to just be able to like help them assemble our cake. So we did the, you know, symbolic like cake cutting. We fed each other each a bite, blah, blah, blah. We also did a champagne tower, which was something that I honestly mostly wanted for the photos. Like I really wanted to create these like photographable moments. And I know for a lot of people that might come across as cringe of like, oh, you like manufactured like photo ops for your wedding. But I love planning and doing like my brand shoots. I love creating a vibe. I love creating an aesthetic. I love having so many cool vibey photos to look back on. And I'm really excited to have like a really amazing gallery wall of our photos in our house. And so I unashamedly went for it and created kind of those like really cool visual opportunities within the wedding. And obviously who doesn't love like popping champagne and pouring a champagne tower and getting a glass of champagne to kick off the dancing and stuff. So that was also really fun. It was a moment. It was cool. It doesn't ever work properly where like you just pour at the top and it makes its way to the bottom glasses. Like it doesn't work that way, but it looks great (laughs) and you can redistribute the champagne as needed. And then I will keep the rest of the night short but what I will say about the dancing and the party part was the best decision that so many people mentioned when I did those like surveys if you will at the end before everyone was going home was we had a DJ saxophonist combo pack as our reception party music like we didn't just have a DJ we didn't just have a playlist we didn't want to pay for like a full live band of like five people or whatever but we had a dj saxophone combo and that meant that the dj would like play a set and then the saxophone would play along with him and like rip solo after solo and he had like lights on his saxophone it was so sick and such a party and that really kept the energy and like held the vibe because like i said earlier it was quite a small group like only 18 of us including me and Andrew and like including Andrew's grandma and like people who aren't super like party people. And so having people like that, like the DJ and the saxophonist 
create the vibe and like bring so much energy to those of us who did want to dance and party made it so cool and we had so much fun like I think we ended up spending an extra hour with like the bar open and had the musicians like play longer and stuff like that because we were having so much fun on the dance floor and having something that was more like interactive immersive and more of like a show for everyone so even if you weren't dancing you were still super entertained was so so cool so there were some things that we definitely splurged on including our music including our flowers like I went hard at the flowers We basically splurged on most things, (laughs) but there were some places that we did save money. And I talked about this in the other wedding planning episode, like we didn't have a bridal party and things like that. But overall, I'm so glad that we made the decisions that we made and we spent money the way that we spent it. We ended up being quite over budget, like $20,000 over budget. (laughs) And I hate to say it, but... At the end of the day, my planners, you know, like as we're going over budget, they're like, well, we could not do this or we could take this out or we could like change the plan to this. But at that point, again, I was like so committed to the vision and I was so committed to what I wanted it to look and feel like for us and our guests and the memories I wanted to give people that I just sucked it up and was like, you know what? I really want it to be this certain way. So we're just going to figure it out. (laughs) Like we're just going to have to figure out how to make it work and figure out how to, you know, like make this money up elsewhere. That is the great thing about having your own business is like you can choose to make more money at pretty much any time. So that was not something that I necessarily like love for us objectively, but I don't regret it, if you will. I don't regret it. I don't regret that it ended, that it ended up being quite expensive. I don't regret that we made the choices that we made because it was just such a memorable experience. And really the like hindsight things that I do regret, I don't even know if regret's the right word because... I don't feel like I could have changed it a ton or like even if I told myself this, my past self as current self, how things played out, I still don't think I could have like avoided feeling the way that I felt. But the things that I wish I could have like enjoyed more was the planning process, meaning I was very stressed during the planning process. I was trying to do too many things at once and prioritize everything, which we all know doesn't work. So everything kind of felt like it wasn't getting enough like my business didn't feel like it was getting enough my friendships my personal life the wedding planning like everything felt like it was a little bit falling short and that felt stressful instead of just like fully being in the season of wedding planning and embracing that because I didn't realize how much mental space it was taking up and how much time and energy and like decision power it was taking up until we got home and the wedding was done and now I feel like I have so much brain power and room for activities and like energy and decision power back and so I wish I would have just given myself permission to like fully be in that season because even though we had planners it was still just a lot and I don't know how people do it without planners like that's a full-time job so that's that's a hot tip is like hire the wedding planner at least hire the coordinator for like a month out to make sure all your vendors are like interfacing and stuff but I could not definitely could not have planned an international wedding without wedding planners and then I also wish I wouldn't have gotten 
so upset about the weather, (laughs) but also I totally understand why I did because I was so committed to having it work out the way that it worked out. I just wish somehow past me could have known that like the sun was going to come out and it did end up coming out and like the sky was blue for the first time all day when we were saying our vows to each other and it felt like literally the clouds parted and the sun started shining on us like just for our ceremony. It was magical and that actually made the ceremony feel so special and wholesome and really cool and like blessed genuinely blessed that I'm glad it worked out that way but I wish that I could have just like enjoyed the day before that (laughs) more by not being upset by the rain but that's what that's how it happened and it made me appreciate the sun and the beautiful light and the birds chirping and all that during the ceremony so much more so There were some things and it was more about just like expectations, time management, emotional management (laughs) that I wish I could go back and just like reframe my mindset more than anything. But there's nothing that I regret about like money that we spent or things that we chose or didn't choose. Like I'm really glad that I stuck to the vision and was just committed to making it happen, whatever that looked like for that specific part of the planning process and it was just super special I used to think people that were dramatic for saying that like their wedding was the best day of their life or one of the best days of their life was like okay that's that's dramatic but it genuinely was so special the whole few days of us having everyone together as as a whole was so special something I will cherish forever and I also really liked doing it that way because that meant for our wedding day we weren't just like trying to make the rounds and like talk to everyone and make small talk and welcome everyone and blah 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 like first of all we had a very small group second of all we had already done that we'd already said hi to everyone everyone already knew each other was having a great time and so then all that was left for us to like have fun get married drink dance do all the things and it was so special so I will cherish the wedding trip memory for the rest of my life. I'm so glad it's heavily documented and that was a wedding. And then just to wrap up the trip quickly, we had one more full day at our resort venue. Then we checked out, took a car from Tuscany. We stopped in Siena, ended up in Florence and that was about a two hour drive Then we spent four days exploring Florence, hanging out. It was raining a good amount when we were in Florence, but it was actually nice because it was very cool and comfortable to like walk around. It was never raining so much that we just like couldn't do anything that day or anything like that. So it was quite nice. We ate really good food, Florentine steak. Oh my God, so good. Lots more gelato, lots more wine, lots more steps. I averaged like 15 to 20,000 steps like every day, (laughs) except when we were getting married, obviously. And like when we were there, that was quite lazy those days and just chill. But Rome and Florence, I walked so much. We went to some museums, like did the cultural things, ate really good food. Sabrina and Paul joined us for like part of that trip, which was really special and fun to have them with us. Paul and Andrew are like also besties. So we just love doing things with them as a couple. And yeah, the Florence part was basically like our mini moon. We stayed at the Continentale 
which is like right on the river, right next to the Ponte Vecchio, which is like the really famous bridge in Florence. And so literally the hotel is like overlooking the river and Ponte Vecchio, really cool location. We also splurged for that hotel. And I also have <laughs> no regrets because that was basically our mini moon. And that was the whole trip. We originally planned on doing a big long honeymoon where we would like get married and then go travel for like another 10 days or two weeks or something like that. Honestly, I'm glad that we didn't do it that way because by the time we were like, you know, 10 days into being in Italy, we were feeling ready to head home and get back to our dogs, get back to my horse, get back to Ollie, our cat, all of that, like be back in a routine. I was ready for some food like other than pasta <laughs> and um, we were ready to go home. That decision was kind of involuntary because we made that loose plan of like a big three-week trip or so before we decided to buy our house. So we're going to have a lot more just cash in the bank to do that and then we ended up spending so much money buying our house and furniture and stuff like that they were like you know let's go a little bit modest not you know what I mean like let's dial it back a little let's dial it back let's let's walk it back a few steps and just do a mini moon and we're probably gonna go back to Europe probably Lake Como or something maybe for our one-year anniversary or something like that when we've had a chance to financially recoup <laughs> between buying the house, paying for the wedding, the wedding going over budget, all of that fun stuff. So that was the wedding trip. Again, it was so magical. And honestly, if you made it through to the end of this episode, I'm giving you a huge hug <laughs> because this was the longest FaceTime. This was the longest recap, but I just am so happy that you wanted to hear about it. And I'm so happy that it worked out the way that it did. And I will cherish the memories of this trip for legit the rest of my life. So I'm going to keep sharing wedding photos. We have so many coming in. Again, my photographer and her second shooter between the two of them were shooting on like seven cameras. So we have so many photos. Our full video is coming soon. We have the trailer already on my Instagram. There's like a lot more wedding content <laughs> to come out, but this is by far the longest piece of wedding content. So shout out to you if you made it this far. I would love to know that you made it this far so I can at least give you a virtual hug. So post on your story or send me a DM on Instagram so I can say hi. And thank you so much for tuning in. I will see you next week. We'll be back to business as usual, pun intended, <laughs> back to more business, personal development type content. But thank you for indulging me on doing a huge wedding, personal storytelling, rambly ass update. Love you so much and I'll see you next week.